0: you're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, Keep it real and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Business and motherhood can feel so lonely, but you don't have to do this alone. You're not alone, Mama. If you're looking for support and a group of women who get it to run alongside you while you grow your business this year, then you have got to check out Boss Ladies and Babies Headquarters. This space was created for working mamas with babies at home by a working mama with babies at home and is tailored to support you in business and in motherhood. Imagine if you had a place where you felt seen, heard, and supported in both. Yes, it does exist. Are you ready? Your bossy village is waiting. Just head to the show notes to learn more. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies, the first guest interview of the new year, the first guest interview of season five. I am so, so excited. I obviously love every single guest we've ever had on the show, but this season, season five, these interviews I have lined up are top notch, chef's kiss. I am beyond excited to bring. All of these guests to you so gear up because season five is going to be a doozy in the best possible way we have some really really good stuff coming up starting with today so we'll get into that but let's pick things up where we left off it's been a minute and so we are going to jump in with the highs and lows now if you're new to the show We started doing the segment highs and lows back when we started the podcast in season one. My co-host Mickey and I felt like it was a really good way to just kind of share what's going on behind the scenes and the highs and lows of business and motherhood. And when Mickey left the show, I decided that I wanted to keep this segment in. Even though I'm just talking to myself when I'm recording this, I really like to invite all of you listening to get a peek of what's happening in my real life, in my real life business, my real life motherhood, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time. It's not all super easy and fun and exciting. There are some really high moments, of course, but there's also some really low moments. And so... I thought this was a perfect way just to, you know, make sure that you guys get to know me a little bit and see what's really happening um, from week to week for me and my business and motherhood. So this is our highs and lows segment and we're gonna jump right in. Like I said, it's been a while. So I'm going with a little more recent um, for this week so that we can, you know, keep it real, keep it real. So uh, my high for the week is that my husband is actually taking his third month of paternal leave um, that he gets from his job. And so he's going to be home for, well, he will be home for a total of four weeks. Uh, It started a little while ago. So he's already been home and he is continuing to be home, which is so great because He can spend a lot of time with the kids. I can take a little bit more time to focus on business. I have some big goals for this year and, you know, I'm kind of transitioning back into business from maternity leave. So it's really great to have him here to help out with the kids, spend time together and just kind of like help bridge that transition a little bit more. So that's really exciting. I've been putting in some hours, some more hours than I normally would. Uh, Since he's here helping. And so that is definitely a big high. I'm very excited about that. And I will be making the most out of his time here because, you know, it's pretty incredible that he gets an extra month. He took two months off once the baby was first born and then went back for a little while and then is taking this third month and it is so great. My low (laughs) is, oh my goodness, this was a low. We really had a goal to make New Year's Eve like the best New Year's Eve we've had in a while. I think the last couple of years we haven't made it till midnight and New Year's has been a really special holiday for us. We got engaged on New Year's Eve years and years ago and we wanted this year's New Year's Eve to be the best that it could be considering we have, you know, small kids at home, a five month old baby. We couldn't go out, but we just decided we were going to stay in, have a little celebration with the kids before they went to bed and then you know, play games and bring in the new year at midnight together, just my husband and I. So that all went great. Everything went according to plan. I am still feeding the baby a lot throughout the night. And so I just had like one glass of champagne around eight o'clock right after the baby went down um, and kept it at that because he wakes up to eat so much and I wanted to be able to feed him without worrying. So just one glass of champagne. And then, you know, we had, we made homemade pizza, we had some snacks, we had some cookies, I made some cookies earlier in the day, and it was just a great night. We cheered at midnight, and woohoo, happy New Year's, played a couple more games, went to bed about 12.30. Perfect New Year's Eve. About 30 a.m., I woke up kind of tossing and turning, like felt a little bit of heartburn, my stomach wasn't feeling that great, and I ended up throwing up at like about two o'clock in the morning, new year, happy new year. I'm throwing up and I only really threw up like in one chunk of time, but I have no idea what happened. I kind of think I might've had a little bout with food poisoning because new year's day I was, I didn't throw up again, but I just like, didn't feel great all day. Um, and then the day after I felt pretty much back to normal. So I have no idea. Everybody else was fine. I definitely didn't have like a stomach bug. It definitely wasn't from drinking because like I said, I have one glass of champagne at eight o'clock and I just, yeah, I kind of think it was like minor food poisoning. I did eat some of the cookie dough when I was making cookies, so I'm kind of chalking it up to that. Everybody else was fine and yeah, so we got the New Year's Eve we wanted, but what a way to bring in, to actually bring in the new year. Feeling sick, laying around all day, feeling super lazy, feeling hungover even though I didn't drink. Like that was a real bummer. (laughs) I feel like that's one of the best parts of having a low key New Year's Eve is that you don't start the year hungover and sick. And even though I didn't go wild and crazy and party, I still felt the still start the new year feeling sick. So that was a bummer, but. Luckily, it was on a Sunday, and I'm just starting the new year on January 2nd when I felt better. So that was my high and low for this week. Way to kick off the year. What a bummer, but making the most of it. I also wanted to try out a new segment on the show that was actually inspired by one of my favorite podcasts, The Low Life. If you haven't listened, you've got to check it out. It is hosted by Lo Van Roomf, and he is just such such an amazing guy. He is a stylist in LA and I'm obsessed with him. I'm obsessed with his podcast. He's just such a light. He's he's like one of the only podcasts that I listen to where I actually laugh out loud every time I listen. Like I'll be walking through the grocery store with my AirPods in or driving in the car, like cracking up listening to his show. <laughs> so I love it. I tune in every week, but he does a mental health check-in every week and he... Rates his mental health himself and then every once in a while he'll ask his guests to also rate their mental health and it's just such an important segment of his show because he checks in every single week and lets people know where he's at mental health wise and I, it's just such an important conversation and since maternal mental health is something that I feel is never talked about enough, even though we try to on this show and many platforms try to talk about it, there's just we, we can never talk about it enough. Maternal mental health is such a big deal. And so I thought that this would be a great segment to add to the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast as well. So each week, I am going to give a quick update on my own mental health and where it's at on a scale of 1 to 10. And then also invite my guests to do the same in hopes to bring awareness and relatability to the mamas out there who are struggling with their own mental health. So Thanks, Lo, for keeping the mental health conversation going. I hope my adoption of this segment helps continue the conversation and does you proud because it is such a big deal. So we're going to kick it off this week, scale of one to 10, where my mental health is today, right now, while I'm recording this episode, I'm going to say right now it is about, oh, I don't know, today. We're going off today. I'm going to say it's about a seven today. If you would have asked me a couple days ago, I would have said like a three, but today I'm actually feeling about a seven. I am feeling better from my sickness over New Year's. Uh, We are getting our life together here, getting everything organized and cleaned up. It's a new year. It's a fresh opportunity. I'm feeling hopeful and optimistic about what this year is going to bring. So today I'm at about a seven. You know, I might even lean towards an eight today. We'll see what happens later to be honest. this season has been a pretty low mental health season for me in general um I've been suffering with a lot of postpartum anxiety and depression. I've been dealing with some really hard personal stuff uh, that I'm not ready to get into, and you know it's just been it's been a tough season, but today I'm about a seven or an eight, and I'll take it. I'm happy to report that <laughs> so Let's get into our episode. Our guest for this episode is actually someone I connected with in a postpartum group right after my daughter Nora was born four years ago. Speaking of mental health, this postpartum group that we went to was just such a godsend for me at the time. It was basically all of us new moms coming together. There was a topic every week and we would talk about the really hard things that were happening emotionally, mentally, physically in new motherhood. And this is where I met our guest. And so we recently reconnected on Facebook, actually, and I am so excited to catch up and chat with her on the show today. She is a stay-at-home mom and an entrepreneur, and after getting a taste of residual income from direct sales, she realized that there was a world of earning outside the four walls of a nine-to-five. What was the norm prior to babies is no more for her. Shay is a mindset coach who helps other women in business rewrite their definition of success to thrive all the time. She is such a light. She has such an incredible story, and she is a new member to the Boss Ladies and Babies headquarters, which we are so lucky to have her in this community because you will hear from this episode how amazing and inspiring this woman is. So please welcome to the show, Shay Anderson. This week's Boss Lady Business Spotlight is Rikers Design. Jamie Riker is the owner of Rikers Design. She is a graphic designer who specializes in branding, logo design, and Canva. Brand design is an investment that changes how the business world sees you and your business. As an expert in branding, Jamie creates unique, cohesive brands that showcase your business, services, or products. If you are running a business, you need branding. Graphic design is a huge part of all business, no matter what type. So whether you are needing a full brand and logo or are a DIYer and want templates, Jamie is the one-stop shop for you. Mention this podcast and get 10% off a custom design. Shay, welcome to the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast. I'm so excited to have you as a guest today and the first guest interview of 2023 and season five of the show. So woohoo, I'm so glad you're here.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. I definitely, I feel like it's an honor. I didn't know I was getting the honor of like first season
0: five in the new year. It was really good. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. So you and I met like back in, what was that like 2018 when our babies were like, babies like newborns uh-huh. yep which is crazy and i then- think they're three months apart three is that our, three
1: months our girls yours yours is in july right august yeah august okay my my daughter's in october so
0: yes oh my goodness yeah so close they were just like the tiniest little cute Ugh. little babies and we we'll were
1: wearing them around rocking
0: rocking them to try and get- <laughs>
1: quiet so we can chat and listen
0: to other people yes all the bouncing and just like the fresh like postpartum oh my gosh yeah I mean I'm like kind of there right now again so it's like Uh this is taking me back take no kidding memories I know and then we recently reconnected like just last week I think which felt a little bit like fate because we have not talked really since you know we kind of went our separate ways after our babies were babies and Mm -hmm. now here we are again and I'm so excited
1: yes me too I'm so excited to catch up
0: Yes. So let's go ahead and jump in. Why don't you please introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. Let's get to know you a little bit.
1: Yes. Awesome. Okay. So, um, Shay Anderson, I live in the Pacific Northwest, kind of just north of, um, where you are. I'm way up in the corner, Washington state. Um, I live with my husband and our two kiddos. I'm a, been a stay at home mom for four years now, which is crazy. (laughs) And basically, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom turned entrepreneur. Um, I've been a worker, somebody with a job since I was 16. And it was really hard for me to kind of transition out of that into stay-at-home motherhood. And, um, you know, it took some time to realize that it was okay to want to seek something outside of just tending to the babes. Um, Love them, obviously, goes without saying. And so now we're just kind of every day is a new day. We're, um, I've started a new business. I have worked in direct sales for some time. And so now we're just navigating as we all continue to grow together as a family and as me, for me individually as an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that as a family and for you individually as an entrepreneur, because I feel like that's such a hard thing to kind of like separate. And we talk about that so much in this space because it's mm-hmm. really important that especially when we're home with our kids all the time that we are taking time for ourselves and for like our dreams and our goals as well. Yeah. And
1: something I've just, you know, I've been doing a lot of like mindset training over the last year, but like, and I'm in a big proponent of therapy. I'm in therapy and, um, you know, have come to, to learn that I've been a people pleaser basically my entire life. Mm. And motherhood is like a really slippery slope for that. Because if you're somebody who already kind of naturally gives, and wants to serve people then you become that's just what you're expected of and it just you kind of lose that the grasp on your individuality to 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 know how to do things for yourself and ask for time for yourself and um, all the things so yeah it's yeah it's a big learning
0: curve <laughs> yeah well and as a people pleaser myself and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people listening because I, I really think like our generation is just like a generation of hardcore people pleasers. But we can really fall into that trap of like, well, if I'm not doing all of these things, then I'm not a good mom. And if I Mm -hmm. you know, do anything for myself and I'm not people pleasing my kids and my partner and everyone else in my life, then I'm not a good mom. And that's Mm -hmm. like, as much as we can tell ourselves that that's not the truth, that's a really hard obstacle for us to like break through because it's been ingrained in so many of us.
1: Exactly. And that's, you know, that's what we're doing every day is just is learning about what what how we were raised and how like then in turn that makes us feel safe in our bodies. Like it's just our subconscious working with us that like, oh, this is how I feel safe. I serve others. Mm -hmm. I serve others and make them happy. And that's how I feel safe and good. And it's really challenging and difficult when we start to then challenge that that facade that we've that life we live and have to reclaim some of like what what we need and how to fill our cup and serve ourselves yeah oh
0: man look at that we're like already (laughs) getting into it this is (laughs) gonna be so good I yes I cannot (laughs) wait oh my gosh so that this actually is like the perfect segue into this new segment that we're rolling out this year and so before we get into all the questions and like and before we keep going deep Yes. Let's hear it from you. A scale of one to ten, what's your mental health looking like today? Oh, I think I'd probably say I'm a I'm a seven today. Ooh, that's nice. Seven out of ten is that, it's pretty good, pretty high. Yeah. Pretty high. Yeah. How, How about, about you? you? Well, I shared mine at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> and it's it's pretty low right now. It's pretty mm-hmm. low. I'm in the trenches right now. Yeah. Um, you know, but. That's I think it's important to talk about and you know um, and share when we are feeling really great and when we aren't feeling so great. Yep. So um, yeah, it it ebbs and flows, right? Tomorrow totally. Might be, <laughs> tomorrow might be totally different.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely.
0: So yeah, okay. Well, we've got a lot to cover, so let's just kind of start at the beginning. And I want to know a little bit more about how you got into mindset work and specifically mindset coaching. Like, was it, was it something you were doing while you were working in your other jobs and it just felt like this calling for you or tell, tell us a little bit backstory of that.
1: I definitely have always felt like really in tune with myself and um, like, I'm a pretty deep person an empath, if you will. And Um, so I've always really felt connected in that way, but it wasn't truly until like motherhood, like looking back at it now that this, the journey that I've been on, it couldn't have happened without that change in identity of becoming a mom. I don't think, um, because I, uh, so within my, my first year of motherhood, my, my daughter was born in October and three weeks later, my mom was diagnosed with a terminal illness. Um, She got brain cancer. And so basically the entire first year of my daughter's life was riddled with severe grief, starting motherhood and postpartum depression is so prevalent anyways. And then like adding in this piece of huge, huge grief and loss and trauma. And, um, so I knew within that time I needed to start seeking therapy. And so since then, since motherhood, I've kind of become a therapy junkie and, um, coupled my, my therapy care with then realizing through I've become um, the direct sales space. I jumped into a direct sales company um, and then like some growth communities and stuff. And there's some really awesome resources out there. um, People that are offering free or low cost trainings, but then you kind of get to know like who's in your flow and who you like really want to listen to and who is the right teacher for you. Mm -hmm. And I found a couple that just have truly transformed my perspective in my life in the last year and so from all of that I feel like I've just been kind of taking these small pivots um from motherhood and you know and then we have a second child and starting the direct sales, starting to realize I need a little bit more and pivoting and pivoting and finding and finding these new things and realizing that I this coaching space is like kind of the perfect fit for me right now um to be able to take the skills that I have with in my life Um, and through now and the the expertise that I have through like direct sales and my company and um, really just kind of leading people that are stuck in this place that feels, um, feels extra downtrodden because they aren't where they think they should be. There's a lot of should out there, right? Um, and spe- so specifically, my mindset course and offerings right now are, are kind of tailored around this idea, this concept of success that we all have. We all have our kind of independent version of what success is. And my take on things is how do we kind of flip that on its head? How do we break these things, break this down to, to find out what we really truly want and pursue that, not only as an aspiration, but also see what we can find in our daily lives that, that we've already accomplished. Cause we, we have so much that we have accomplished in our life up to now. And we have to define that as a piece of our success to where we got to now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot about kind of this coupling of being grateful and, and finding success and joy in the things that we have in our lives today, but also building on the aspirations that we do have for the future. And that's kind of what's brought me into the, into mindset coaching. That's, that's a lot about kind of what I'm teaching on right now um, and it's it, it just feels so good, yeah. so aligned. And I think when it feels good in the line, you just want to keep pursuing
0: it. Yeah. And you can just, I mean, they can't see you like I can, but you can just <laughs> no. hear it in your voice and I can see it in your face. Like yeah, you can tell that this is what you're meant to be doing because you light up so much when you're talking about it. Exactly. And I, I do. I just, I want to say like, I'm so sorry for the loss of your mom. I oh, remember, thank you. Like Yes you getting that news and all of that and that you know just you're such an inspiration even though like you probably didn't feel the most strong during that time like you Mm -hmm. are you were so strong and just such an inspiration and I just wanted to touch on that because I can't imagine the pain that you Mm -hmm. went through with that and just it's so nice to see you on the other side of it and doing what you're doing now so yes yes and thank you I appreciate you touching on that because it
1: you know it is it's just a thing that not everybody goes through at that
0: time, especially. And so mm-hmm. it, I, I have grown a lot for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now, you know, you're here like giving back and and sharing yeah. this true like calling from yeah. within your heart, which is so beautiful. And um, just, yeah, just such an inspiration. Also, I wanted to touch on how you mentioned, like, when you became a mom, that's how you kind of fell into what you really knew you were meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have a very similar experience with that. And I talk about that all the time in this space. But I think it's just like as we become moms and we evolve into this new person, right? Like you're a completely different person once that child is here. And then through each stage that that child has, you are continuing to evolve as a different person. And then you have another kid and you're still evolving as a different person. And it's so beautiful that, you know, those changes that we experience ourselves as our children are growing can lead us into something that we feel like we were meant to be doing that we would have maybe never done or discovered if we didn't have children.
1: Absolutely. And then what a beautiful kind of gift that we can, like, we're giving this gift to ourselves when we truly like look inside and try and find alignment and joy in what we're doing every day. And what a gift it is that we can show our kids that investment in ourselves. Like I'm gagging the right now because it's, there's, there's some things that we just can't, we were reared in certain ways and our parents did the best they could and we're doing the best we can, but we're inevitably like impacting our kids in ways that we probably don't want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as much as we try to avoid that, but like, there's no way to around it. So why, like, if we can take that chance or take that opportunity to really focus inward on ourselves, at least we, that legacy that we know we're, we're able to show them and leave with them. Like that's, oh, it's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even when we don't feel like it. And I think that's what we have to remember. Like, uh-huh. even when we don't feel like it, we are doing what we need to for our kids and for ourselves. And by doing yeah. what we need to for ourselves, it's giving that to our kids. And yeah, yeah. I love Absolutely, it. I love that so much. Let's talk a little bit more about what you mentioned on success, because mm-hmm. I I'm like really interested in your take on this. And so I want to hear a little bit about like what the definition of success really means to you, because we all want to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so like, what does that mean to you? And is, I mean, it's got to be different for every person. So how can we kind of like decipher that? Absolutely. I, uh, it's,
1: it's, and I, the highlight of the fact that it is, it's so unique to the individual. So I just, and if, if we can all just even start there, like bare bones, bare minimum, You get to define what success looks like for you, for your family, for your life. And um, for me personally right now, like success looks like living and being in the moment, in the presence with my family and my kids, Um, creating experiences, creating memories, and truly not taking a day for granted because, you know, I had my mom until I was 32, yes she left way too early she was only 62 when she died but like I think about this often that like if I were gone tomorrow would my kids and my family know that I love them and would they know that like would they feel that from me as they moved on without me and so that's a really important thing for me personally (laughs) right now I know sorry (laughs) oh man (laughs) but it's and and so through a lot of this like inward work I've that's where I'm resonating right now and so that's where this big emphasis for for me to help guide people to to define success for themselves because you know in a year it might look way different and yes there's there's this coaching business like I want to be successful in that I want to I would love to earn my you know earn more income from this and aside from my direct sales business and you know all these I have huge aspirations down the line as well um but a lot of time I think we get as you can just even see with my own definition, it's it's really easy for us to get drawn in like 80 different directions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the, the idea that your success can always have a baseline and that that baseline can change and that's fine. But like we have to go based on what's within us for our definition of success and not what's around us. And because we're in the d- digital age and we have so much access to social media and everything within the world, it's so easy to see something shiny over there and think oh I want that too and you may it may be like a true authentic want but like is that a part of your story is that is that where your path is leading you is that and because because what if you see the shiny thing and and you want it and oh you try for five minutes to get it but you don't get it then you're making yourself feel bad about something that did you really want that to begin with so that's really what especially with my course that's what it's all about is like kind of breaking down the version of success that we've been receiving from other people writing our own definition and then like putting on some blinders putting on blinders for for our own path um and that way that we can kind of walk in thrive in our own success each step of our our day and still build aspirations that that are true to us and authentic to us but not to anyone else's story just to our own
0: Oh my gosh! And that is so hard. It, it's so it's so hard so hard to do that because, like you said, yeah, it's like we see other people doing it, and it's it's well, everyone else is doing that, so that yep. must be what I need to do. Or that's you know, she's a great mom, or she's a great business owner, and she's doing these things, so that must be what I need to do. And a lot of times, when we're feeling lost, which is such a common feeling in motherhood and mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, it's easy to grasp onto what someone else is doing and think like, okay, that's that's what I need. That's where I'm yep. at. And that's what I need to do. And it's, I mean, we're watching everybody else. We're we're seeing what everybody else is doing. How, how do you think that somebody can really dig into themselves to see what their success standard is? Like, how do you, how do you put those blinders on? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you definitely have to start first with like, I think the baseline is a great, like thinking that, okay, I can define my own baseline. It can be as specific or broad as you want to make it. Um, And I think it would be important to like add uh, in my course, I've got the, I use the word talisman, um, Mm -hmm. which is funny because if you're from my generation, I think of Halloween town, (laughs) yes from the Disney channel (laughs) yes oh my gosh I love that movie (laughs) and there's a talisman but so a talisman is kind of like that that anchor right that brings you back to your baseline and so for me right now my talisman is like I maybe have a couple you can have a couple whatever it whatever works for you but one of my main talismans is my family Mm -hmm. and like that time with my kids and the other one is is honestly it's as simple as like feeling good like I'm still in this part of my journey right now with motherhood and business that I'm trying, I'm trying to, to follow what's my next right step. And so the talisman of like feeling good, what is, what is making me feel aligned, feeling true and feeling good. That's the path that I'm going to be on and pursue right now. um And so it, it's, it's really fluid. And that's why it's such an interesting thing. Like we talk about success and I think of success and the way that, we were raised to think of it as kind of like this rigid box Mm -hmm. that you exist in. And that's not really what it's about. Success is so much more about the fluidity of, of being, you know, thrilled about what's going on in your business one day, but also like maybe one of your kids gets injured. You know, we, we, we live these vast lives where things are happening like on opposite ends of the spectrum constantly. And so we have to kind of learn to ebb and flow and hang on to the things that ground us and bring us back. So for me, it's, you know, if my kid were to get injured they're, you know, we do the best we can to seek their care We make sure they're feeling good. We take care of them in the way that we can. And we, and we, and I know like if that were to happen tomorrow, that like, I would still feel good about the, what I'm doing with my business because it's truly aligned with what I want. And I would feel good about what I'm doing for my kids and my family, because it's helping them to, you know, get better. Yeah. So it's just a big collective story, but that baseline and then building up those talismans, like what's super, truly important to you and what's aligned for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And I think like what you're saying there about this box of success, like, I think that's why so many people feel like they can't have a business and be a good mom. Like they can't be a professional and be a good mom because, because of that box, like you you know, you find your partner, you get married, you get the house, you have the kids, you have the career and, and (laughs) there's no room to see what's actually weaving through all of those like check marks. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, for me, one of the things that I really have to focus on is, is patience when it comes to success. And, And you know, because it's like, if you're an entrepreneur, you're ambitious, like you just are, you have to be. And so (laughs) I think a big con that comes along with being an ambitious person is that it's easy to have this big picture and want all of these things right now. Yes. And it's hard to remember like those baselines, like you're saying for success and like having an- another baby when my daughter is four years old, like it's been like a giant slap in the face reminder for me mm. that, yes. okay, I need to honor the season of life that I'm in. And that doesn't change, like, my long-term goals, but that just changes the path that it's going to take me to get there and Mm -hmm. what my idea of being successful looks like right now. Like, for Mm -hmm. me, if I can get my baby to sleep long enough for me to do a meeting, yeah, kicking butt and I'm being successful today, right? And it's hard to feel that patience and, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, not, like jump ship often because you're not getting what you want all the time and so what you're saying I think is so important and so so helpful to grab onto and to remember and to like kind of keep you in line of like the big picture focus
1: absolutely I have to say too because I wouldn't I truly wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it weren't for and she's not even my personal coach but a coach that I've done some trainings with some group trainings with her name's Shauna Van Bogart fabulous if you haven't heard of her go listen to her podcast find her but is she she local
0: or is she no
1: she's um she's actually in North Carolina Hmm. or South Carolina one of the Carolinas but she's I found her through some of my direct sales community groups and um she has a lot of mantras she's very into the mindset and very into alignment and one of her mantras is all my moves are the right moves, and it's it's a it's a kind of a a big phrase to like, yeah. that you would have to have a lot of trust in. But I think what you were saying about the seasons is if we can, it's, it's, it helps kind of realize that we can have patience, even in those time, times when we're feeling. And so thinking about the fact that all my moves are the right moves, even if I am here in this season now, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get where I belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, that takes a lot of trust in ourselves. It does, because I think as I'm a cynic and, you know, my mom died of brain cancer. Like there's a lot of cynicism that goes along with like that experience. Um, and so finally realizing that like, okay, if I can have that trust in, in the fact that it, it might not feel like the right move. And it, just because it's the right move, quote unquote, the right move doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable, mm-hmm. but all my moves are getting me to that place. And so I just hear that so much, you know, thinking about the seasons of life and, and the ebb and flow of motherhood with business crazy
0: yeah yeah oh man that's that's big I like that a lot isn't that good I'm like I'm about to write that on my whiteboard right here I know I can look at that every day it's
1: so simple um and she uses another she often quotes um oh now I'm gonna who is it oh no I lost it she quotes another oh it's Nelson Mandela excuse me another quote from Nelson Mandela often and it's I never lose I always win or learn. Mm. And that kind of has been a really helpful token for me to cling on to as well, because realizing that, okay, even if we feel like we didn't win, mm-hmm. we have learned from the situation. And that's another great thing, I think, when we consider success, um, because success is just a spectrum, anyways. I don't think there's never in life we don't we, we don't have a finish line until we're
0: gone right like truly right. we're all gonna keep going which I think and so, we forget like we do we feel like okay I did this thing and I got to where I wanted and now what and it's like exactly. we're never truly gonna feel like we've done everything
1: which is why you have to find that alignment and and choose the joy the things that that bring you back to home base yeah. because that's <laughs> there's no finish line until we're done you know right. and uh so as long as we can keep in mind too that like I it, I never lose, I always win or I learn is another really good one.
0: Ooh, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you for sharing those. That's like yes, really sorry. so <laughs> helpful to have those. Good. <laughs> it's just to, you know, to keep you in line like when you start to feel like you're getting off track and yes. just to help you remember, you know, help you remember that you are on the right path yes. even if it doesn't look like how you thought it was going to. Exactly. Yep. Another thing that I find from people that I work with and that I talk to is, you know, this idea of success can be pretty scary. Like we like we were just saying, like you get to the thing you wanted, you get to that goal and then it's like, now what? Or a lot of times like we, we make this idea of what success is to us, like this huge, shiny trophy picture that we're like, we're working for and we're working for. And then we actually start to get close to it. Mm -hmm. and something can shift where it's like oh shit like I'm getting close to this like Uh this is scary I'm not ready to actually Uh achieve this thing like this is like this trick that our brain plays on us Mm -hmm. and it can feel really really overwhelming or we start getting close to the thing and we're like wait a second like I'm about to accomplish this and this isn't actually what I want like this isn't actually what I thought it was going to be Mm -hmm. so how can someone like kind of Realign their own success and get comfortable when they're either thriving in it and they're about Mm -hmm. to reach it, or when they're realizing, like, this is not what I thought it was going to be.
1: You know, I think there's a lot of fear around this idea that we have made the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of all of our talismans really should be the fact that it's okay to like change our minds. And that's more in regard to like, if you're working, working, busting, busting for this thing and you realize, oh, this isn't kind of, and honestly, that's kind of how I feel in my direct sales business right now. Like I love it and I've been with it for two years and I I just love it, but I'm so inspired by this new path with this mindset coaching that, and it's, I'm not giving up on it. I'm not, but like, it's okay if I decide that even though I've been running with that business, that I realize this is the flow that I'm going. This is the direction that I'm going. It's okay to let go a little bit of what I have built and what other people might, their expectations might be of me on that right now Mm -hmm. to really lean into what feels good for me. And then um, I'm losing my, what you, the first part of it was. Oh, when you're, when you're like approaching kind of that thriving place, um, I think instinctually we have some fear about (laughs) like, how am I going to handle all of this? Do, am I ready for this? Am I worthy of this? Mm-hmm. The worthiness is a big, big piece because until we admit or until we can really align with the fact that from zero to a hundred, we are worthy, then we will actually be able to receive what we are worthy of. But even if, if, if it's, you know, say a money, a dollar amount is the the figure say between a hundred dollars up to like a hundred thousand dollars, if you don't believe that you're worthy of $100, you're probably not going to believe that you're worthy of $100,000. Mm-hmm. And just so the fact that like, we have to first start with that worthiness to then be able to receive it. And and I think that a big piece of that is most people when we when when people get to a certain place where they're really thriving, where they're, you know, whether it's some dollar amounts or the things that they're acquiring. Um, I think that if you get to the place and you're where you should be, you know that you're, you're, um, you're offering so much more out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, tithing at your church or whether it's volunteering more of your time, whether it's, you know, there are lots of different ways that we can kind of give back when we're in that way. And I think the more aligned you are with the worthiness that you have, the easier it is to realize that those big dollars or whatever the thing is that you're you're about to achieve it's not the main thing the main thing is finding that alignment finding that joy and then being able to um, share it with with others
0: I love that I yeah that I think that's really important and I think that that is again when we're looking at everybody else and what everybody else is doing it's hard Mm -hmm. for us to to find that worthiness within ourselves for sure
1: because we're, I mean, we're still using, like, I don't care how progressive we are. We still see people that are on the shiny vacation and the, you know, with the curated outfits in the picture. And like, that's still what we, we see and it looks pretty. And so we're like, oh man, if they have it, I see that it's possible. And so if I don't have it, that means I'm somehow missing the mark.
0: Right.
1: And it's that's not the case. And um, th- that's specifically why I titled my course Mess with success, kind of the play on words of like, I really want people to, to get get comfortable with the mess and the and the mess of our own definition, the mess of our physical lives, mm-hmm. the mess of our minds. Like there's there's we are just constantly in mess and that's okay. It doesn't have to be like whether it's presented physically, you know, in your house with the mess on the counter, or if it's in your head, like we can we can exist and we can still thrive within all of that and and cl- when we claim it as our own like i feel like there's so much power and worthiness in that i think we that that worthiness is a really important thing to to just keep highlighting but um when we can see that it's a, it's a life well lived in that mess mm-hmm. there's your worthiness to build on
0: ooh, ooh. <laughs> like <for each. laughs> yes oh my gosh yes i think i think that that is like life-changing just like oh. that statement right there I really think like if you're listening right now rewind that
1: listen <laughs> to that again
0: because I think that is like such a big piece of everything that we're talking about today yes that's beautiful that's yeah that's beautiful yay I'm so glad yeah so speaking of messes I think yes. that this will be the perfect time to transition into my favorite part of the show and <laughs> this is our hot mess moment and it seems like this is a great time to do it so yeah our hot mess moment is just our chance for our guests to share a time in their life that they've been a total hot mess because we've all been there so oh yeah, so yeah. I mean
1: it's it's
0: it's actually
1: happening in real time that my son just walked up with to me with chocolate and caramel covered fingers because I gave him the chocolate a little bit ago to, like, uh, encourage him to keep watching his show. And this, mind you, is my hot mess, poor child, that had, he woke up with a slight fever this morning and, like, had an a hour of being sick. Like, um, yeah, so some some messy moments there. And not, you know, <laughs> you don't have to be proud of your mess all the time. <laughs> but the beauty about motherhood is that motherhood is messy for everybody I think and when we when we can kind of just claim the mess that we all oh, but that we have we all know that this is we're, we're doing our best and you know sometimes these are it's choices like this where I like in real time when you're looking at yourself like give your kid that candy and then realizing that was like a huge mistake right as it's happening in front of your eyes yes like i have can think of many times where i've been like oh shay that was not a good idea that was a really poor parenting choice but (laughs) and learn. (laughs) we learn exactly that's how we hone that that voice of discernment within for motherhood for life for business you have to keep messing up to 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 learn
0: yeah so Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that timing could not have been more perfect. It literally
1: couldn't. I still have caramel hands. Like my fingers are so sticky. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. Oh man. Oh, I love it. Okay. So before we let you go, I do yeah. want to ask you if you could, you've given us so many tips like this whole episode anyway, but it, what is your number one tip for balancing business and motherhood?
1: Number one tip is you have to start asking for what you need. Um, We all think we can do it on our own and that's fine. And whether you have the support already, wonderful. But if you don't, like me personally, it's taken me years, literal years to realize that it's okay for me to ask my husband, my cousin, my friend, my dad, whoever might be available to me, it's okay for me to rely on them as a resource to support me. Um, and just really advocating for that. And, and if it feels good, like it's been hard sometimes I've, the lessons I've learned within motherhood and my relationship with my husband has been, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like I've lived 10 lives right in the last four. <laughs> but, um, for me, one of the big things is, is, is having to continue to, to tell my husband, like, oh yeah, no, I, you know, I know I, I, I had this like three hour chunk last weekend, but like, I'm going to like, that's a, that's an every week kind of thing. Like, he's just like, oh, aren't you good?
0: Hmm. But it's
1: just, a, you know, we're different. We work differently and that's okay. Like, but I can't, as the people pleaser, I can't step back and be like, oh no, no, no. That's making him a little uncomfortable. I better, like, I'm just going to not, it, I didn't, I did that for a long time, mm-hmm. but I then realized that like, I was the only person I was sacrificing with myself and that I thrive and and we all thrive in different ways. So like you have to find the ways that feel good and fit for you, but always, always advocate for yourself because you deserve whatever it is that you feel like you need to, um, to fill your cup again, to be the best mom and person in your life that you can be.
0: Oh my gosh. I feel like this is like, this could be a whole nother episode. Because <laughs> oh yeah. That asking for help piece. Like Oh. It's almost like we as moms kind of wear it as a badge of honor that we don't need help, and mm-hmm. then you know everybody's talking about like it takes a village. You need this. You need all this support. And, but still, it's like we feel like, and I'm saying we like from a very personal oh. right all now. The time. Same. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. If I ask somebody for help and I show and I show that I can't do this, like that I that I don't got this, that I can't do this all by myself, yeah, then yeah. I'm some kind of failure. Yeah. And yeah it sucks because mm-hmm. we don't have to do this alone. We shouldn't do this alone. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we probably can, but really if we want to stay healthy, we can't do exactly. this alone. No. It's so hard. It's so hard to give in. And I don't know if that's an ego thing, a pride thing, like just yeah. like a mindset thing, but it's, it's I, hard.
1: It is. It's a little bit of everything probably. Something somebody told me once and, and this was kind of like probably toward the beginning it might have been one of our gals through um the village circle actually um which is where megan and i met um but she told me if you were to call your best friend or even if it wasn't your best friend my cousin i'll use her as an example because i saw her this morning and she's somebody that i reach out to now for help if i need it if your cousin called you and said, I am in a super jam. Can you grab the kids or come over with your kids for two hours while I go do this thing? What would you say? You would immediately be like, of course, if if you weren't like, you know, on the other, in a different town, you would say absolutely. Yes. Be there in five minutes. Right. So if you would do that for your people, why do we, why do we not think that our people would do that for us? Mm-hmm. And so we just have to keep in mind, like our, our relationships have a lot of mutual um, there's a lot of mutual benefit there. We all love each other. And so like, if you know that you would do that for that person, they are going to want to be doing that for you. They are going to want to help you in that way. So if that can, uh, you know, ease a little bit of your mind of feeling like you're burdening someone by asking them for help, just keep in mind that you would jump at the chance to help your people and your people want to jump at the chance to help you if they can.
0: Such an important reminder. And I Mm -hmm. think like, when you ask for help, it's kind of like, this is what I've had to practice doing. Like you you ask for help, they give you their answer, and then you don't think about it anymore because it's so easy to go down that spiral of, well, I'm putting them out, I'm burdening them, and this and that, and this and that. And so like that's been helpful for me as like that kind of line. Like you ask for help, they give their answer, and then you don't think about it anymore because yep. what's done is done.
1: Yep, absolutely. And if they say no, great. Fine. Yeah. we know we have our answer cool ask somebody else
0: <laughs> right exactly yes oh my gosh yeah that's such a good tip that is such a good tip this has been just so amazing it has been so awesome to pick your brain to reconnect with you to yes. have to share all of this just like pure gold that is going to help so many people so oh, please you. please please tell us like where everybody can find you And about this course that you've talked about a couple of times. I want to hear all about it, how people get into it and all the ways that people can connect with you. Amazing. Okay. Well, I am on Instagram, um, Shay Anderson
1: or at Sip With Shay. This was because I started my wine business a couple of years ago. And I just still love the idea of the fact that like so much of what we do is communing with people over whether it's water, coffee, wine, like let's talk. Okay. So you can find me at the Shea, um, and I am, my website is Shea Anderson. I, it's S-E-N, or one of those, um, <laughs> sheaanderson.com, and that's where you can kind of find a little bit more about what I'm doing, my course offerings. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be doing a mini, actually, when this launches, I'll be doing an enrollment for my next round of my online course called Mess with Success. So if you're just feeling kind of like we talked about today, if you feel like you you are in that success box <laughs> and you keep going, going, going for certain shiny things and you're not getting there. Let's, we we probably need to redefine success for you. And so um, join me in that course. That's one of my offerings. And there's just more to come. There's lots around the corner. That's what it is for right now. And I'm super excited to see what else, in what other ways I can serve people to kind of just like get this message out there.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see too. I'm so excited to follow along. So make sure you go give Shay a follow, check out that course. It seems from what I'm hearing today, that it's going to be life-changing. So (laughs) check it out, give her a follow, support Shay. And until next time, you've got this mamas, stay bossy.